Welcome to the Boss Mama's Mindset. I'm your host, Laura Gadanen, a boss mama who understands what it takes to break free from limiting beliefs and step fully into her unique power. Every other week, you can find a new episode where I interview real boss mamas who share their stories to inspire you to create the life you love. It's everything you need to know to get out of your comfort zone, own your uniqueness, and level up in your life and business. On that note, grab a cup of coffee and get cozy with me as I interview today's Boss Mama. Today we have a very special guest. It's actually not a Boss Mama, but he definitely has some great advice for all of us Boss Mamas. Actually, for anyone really. And so I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. But I want to say before I do, please hold off until the very end because you're going to get a special preview of his song, Golden Tickets. Stay tuned till the end, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Meet the most incredible man who has a really powerful story of war, literally, and I'm excited to share that story with all of you and some of the inspiration that he has that he's turned into a very gorgeous musical talent. So welcome, Taki Gold. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) For everyone out there, just share a little bit about what your current life passion is and maybe just give a little background of your story, please. Yes, uh, my current life passion is to make war beautiful and war, there's this um, negative energy that's kind of attached to it, but I view it as will achieve righteousness. So I do believe that everyone um, do face their personal individual wars. And instead of trying to dismiss them, um, I want to show people that their wars are beautiful just because they are in them. So uh, it's a way to not skip steps because as we get older, life doesn't skip any of us. So if we skip steps, we always have to go back and face it, face them. So it's just a way to, it's just a way to celebrate life. Because um, if a life is full, the the fullness of life means you are um, thrown into, or you are part of everything. So everything that we besides good, bad, ugly, beautiful, that's the fullness of life. So that's my mission. Um, relay that message through art and music and dance and fun and style and God, yeah. I love the mission. I think that, you know, I've interviewed so many amazing women who are moms and trying to be entrepreneurs and we all go through our own darkness. Maybe you call it war. And usually it's through that, that we find our passion and our purpose. And we can also then share that light with everyone else. So 
when you write your music, you can feel that. It's very powerful. Um, Dr. Aaron introduced all of us to your song, Golden Ticket. And I have to say, it's, it's really mesmerizing, this song. Like, it touches your soul, you know? Um, but I'd love it if you could explain a little bit about the song and how this music really is inspired by your childhood and share a little background on that. Yeah, uh, music was the the first art that I had to get used to. Um, huh. Yeah, so at age six, I woke up to a civil war in Liberia, and and the first thing that I heard was sounds. So and it was sounds that I was never used to. So if it was coming from weapons or from from people, it was it was just a whole different shift because uh, everything before then was laughter, joy, beauty, dancing, and food. <laughs> so um, it was it was a big change for me. But um, the the women that was with me, they just knew that me being six years old that my my uh, imagination would take me a lot further than than my fears would. So they started to explain war to me through art. So the sounds that I was hearing, they, they told me that that was my music, and I can um, and I can shape it uh, into any uh, I guess frequency that I that I wanted. So at that age, I started to become a composer. Uh, and then because by me seeing everything that was happening and the sound, I, I started I to started make the music become a contrast to what I was seeing. So if what I was seeing was, graphic, was graphic pain and suffering, I shaped the sounds to be kind of like a soundscape. Um, so as far as uh, my songwriting process is uh, with the with the guitar, the reason why I connected with the guitar so much because it reminds me of a weapon, and I do a lot of finger picking. I don't scrum a lot. Um, I do a lot of finger picking because the AK is the AK has a very unique rhythm to it and it sounds like I mean it sounds like finger picking so there, there's just um, I, I can I can get lost into this but it's it's very difficult to explain it's just easier to feel I guess you know I'm a mom already to a toddler boy he's two and a half and I'm about to give birth to a little girl and it was really hard for me to imagine I'm probably gonna cry just thinking about it like how much strength you would have to have as a mother to, you know, have your children exposed to this and have no idea how the outcome is going to be. And all you can do is rely on faith, I guess. And, you know, I just, I wonder like what, what that experience was like for your mother and, for your sister who is older than you and 
it sounds like they were out of necessity, you know, trying to get you to wake up in a way and open your eyes and sort of see, see through it. But it just, it was so hard, difficult for me to imagine that, you know? So, (laughs) well, um, I'm, I'm probably going to make it more difficult for you right now. So, uh, so my, my, my mother, uh, yeah, me and her, we have a unique, uh, connection. So my mother left, um, I think it was the night before, uh, she, she traveled out of the country. So the next morning when war came, I thought she knew and she left me. So, so my mom never went through the war with me and, um, and my my sister was trying to explain to me uh, that my mom didn't leave me. But as she was trying to explain and she saw the, I guess, because we see everything, we, we view everything as energy. So when she saw the, the, the energy that was boiling up in me, because I had this idea that my mom left me. Uh, and not only she left me, she took three other kids with her. So I just thought like I was the one that she didn't care about. Um, my my sisters stopped explaining it to me because she knew that energy I would I, I would I would use it I would need it to 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 what for what we was about to go through. So for uh, for three years, um, not not only I had to go through war, but I had to um, I had to be at war with my mom as well with that idea and um so yeah so my 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 mom never never went through the war with me, and I came to find out that my my sister, who I thought was my sister, was my caretaker wow, yeah, yeah, um. And uh, so she she didn't have to. I mean, the war would have been ten times easier for her if she just left me. So so that's the reason why I call her my girl god uh, as well. Uh, and and the whole fashion line is is named after her. She was just yeah. Um, it's it's hard to even. Wow. Uh, describe her. It's, when I think about her, it's always not this, not this. I can never describe her. I mean, hence, that's why she's a god to me, too. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So why did your mom leave then? There were, there were a few reasons. Um, my, my parents um, are very... Uh, are very loved in Liberia and, and they, they've, they've done incredible things for, for so many people. And, um, and I think, and I don't think, and I know during the war, that's why I was, I was saved by so many people because they knew my parents. Um, but my, my mom and dad, they had to leave because they were, um, because they were being targeted um, but they they had no idea that a 
that a war was was happening. It was it was just like um, it was just them being um, um, I guess I guess like the the war was coming, so they had something to do with it. In it's a long story, but they had to leave the country, and that they was my mom was supposed to come back and get me, and then take me. So it's just because I was six, I never flew. So they had to get my papers ready, and I just couldn't leave the time when everybody left. So, wow. so therefore, yeah, my mom left with the kids with my dad, and then she was supposed to fly back the next day and then get me, or the next couple of days and then get me. So, so she left me with my caretaker and my and my aunties and aunts. Um, and then, but but when she left, obviously she, she couldn't return. So not not only had to face war with her, she had to, she had her war here as well for three years, not knowing her, her son is alive or dead. Um, not having any, any contact with me and like her pain of her leaving me behind as well. So. Mm. So yeah. you guys were obviously reunited at some point and what was that like? Uh, uh, we are, we are still going through that. Uh, we, we talked, we talked the other day and for, for one of the first times we, we laughed Mm. and, um, and, and I think it's because we, because now we focus on the future. Uh, they, I'm really proud of my parents. They still own all of their land back home when, what's happening in Africa right now. The Chinese are just buying up everything. And, uh, and no matter how much money my parents were offered, because, because their land is, is very, very valuable. They said no. And that was one of the reasons why the war happened as well too, because, because they was trying to get my parents, you know, to give up the land that they own. And um, yeah, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm so proud of them for that. And we, I always talk about, the the fact the reason why I'm why I'm starting this luxury line it's there's so many reasons but the end game is to go back home and to build and and I'm not you know like not hospitals not schools because we're not sick we're not stupid I just I just I just want to build um um a, a space where the world can come in and enjoy us instead of always coming to with this energy of help, right? Because help has a low energy, right? Help has a low frequency. So, so it's, yeah. So that's the, um, that's the longer vision. But my, but the day that I saw my mom after three, I think it was four years, she gave me this humongous hug and, and I just, I was so, I was so war trained not mm-hmm. to feel, <laughs> right? It's like, right. it's like I was so war trained not to feel. And and when when she hugged me, I, even though it wasn't my intention, but that was her bullet that I gave her. It, it I mean, now that I think about it, it it, it killed her. 
because mm. she she just poured so much love in me and I and I I didn't return like anything I just I didn't know who she was I didn't feel anything um Francis was my uh who was my my caretaker whenever my mom wanted to talk to me alone I, I always grabbed Francis's hand it's mm. like I didn't trust I didn't trust her I didn't I I didn't know yeah there was just so much there was just so much Wow and you know yeah. how do you repair a relationship like that so what did you have to overcome in order to to be more open and now eventually be able to have laughter with one another which is a big milestone I would say Yeah um I had to um I had to leave because because when I when I when I came to the states, I was what eleven mm. or or ten, something like that, and uh, you know, and right away, school and friends and parents and brothers and sister. So I had I had to pretend a lot that I was that age. So it, it it was the hardest thing for me because because my older brother I had to pretend that I was a younger brother and I'm just like <laughs> and then uh, and then my mom I had to pretend that I was her son again just because I knew um, by me being full and going through everything that I that I went through there's no way that they could understand so I couldn't um, I couldn't be my full me because I would just I would be too much. So, so it's, I had to dumb everything down. Even in school, I had to pretend that I knew nothing. <laughs> you know, when wow. a teacher told me, hey, I want you to do this, I had to listen, even though I've experienced a hundred lifetimes than, than they have. So it was, it was, it was, a um, that was very difficult for me. And and so what I what I did when I um, after I graduated college, it just seems like I just did everything to just um, please my mom because I I saw how much she went through here. I saw how much um, by me being away actually hurt. And when I when I was done graduating college and I did well and I had a great. I was gonna have a great career, and she was proud of me. I'm the first boy to graduate out of the family as well, and I actually did that for her. Me being the first boy to graduate from college, and I just stopped. I just, I just stopped, and and I left. And when I when I left Rhode Island, that's that's where they are. Um, my mom is very stubborn, like I am too. <laughs> she's just like me so 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 it was basically like if you leave you're on your own and I'm just like and and I told her um what I wanted to do and she says you you have like like a one percent chance Taki to do that you know you have a great job everybody loves you here and I'm like mom everybody's gonna love me everywhere that's not like a Rhode Island thing and um <laughs> I was like don't worry about it and uh and she goes, you have a less than 1% chance. And I was like, I do? Because honestly, I thought I had no chance. So I was, I was like, I have, I have a chance? 
and and I think I think people forget about me being in war because I represent it so well as 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 gory and and as all these victories that they forget that I was in a war. So if you tell me I have less than one percent chance in that war, I had a negative a hundred chance, and I got out of it without a scratch. So it's like. So I was like, okay, well, that's a no-brainer. So when I came to California, she, my mom kept um, trying to get me to come back because I was having a difficult time. So I had to cut her off at that moment because I, cause the, I had to face another war here, and I just couldn't have any doubt. So for for a while we didn't talk for years we didn't talk until now because she's she's starting to understand a little bit more about me and and um and I guess what my mission is here so wow if that if that if that answers your question totally and I I think that it's relatable at some levels for everyone I mean obviously. I've never been through a war, but I know the feeling of high expectations from my family. And I know what it's like to have a difficult relationship with, with your mother. And we only repaired that fully um, right before I got married, just a few years ago. And now it's, it's a beautiful relationship because she... Um, she really fully recognizes who I am. And I don't think she ever wanted to. She always wanted me to be who she wanted me to be. And I think a lot of people suffer from that. Like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of varying levels of, as human beings, it's very natural to have expectations. But once we do, we, it's, it's almost very difficult to truly see people for who they are. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you that I haven't shared with um, the world yet. But you you said something that I always say, and this is the reason why I went through this change. So my parents, my mom need, named me when I was younger J U. So it's J E H U, and and it's a very powerful name. It's a stamp from the name Jehovah. So J U means I am God, and I was like, oh, perfect, you know, you nailed it. But they, they named, she named me for who, um, who she saw me as, not who I was becoming. So for, for her, it was, uh, no, you belong to the Bible, the God, you know, Jesus Christ, and you are ordained to be a pastor which is every kid in Africa is a thing to be a pastor. It's crazy. So wow. um, it's just like a thing your parents just automatically just wants you to do is to preach. And, and, but with me, even, even before the war or during the war, there was just this energy about me that just attracted just people. And, and, and she saw that in me and she says, you're, you're supposed to preach in church. And, so when I, even when I came to the States and I was really good at sports just because of war, uh, she kept telling me, Hey, you, you're supposed to be a pastor. So be a pastor. And 
but I but I kind of took that in um, in another form when I when I when I got introduced to art, and I just started to um, pretty much mix the art that I use in war to the art that's available here, and I and I just started to marry the two. But I kept telling her, I am a pastor. I'm just not, I just can't be in a church. But she just views, she kind of views um, entertainment as as like anti-church, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like anti-God and it's like anti-this. And right, because in, you know, if, if you're going to worship God, you can't have fun. You have to be like, you have to be a martyr. You have to, and I was like, no way. I'm too pretty to not be able to enjoy like all the beautiful things and like, you know, and yeah, parties. There's no way. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, mom, like maybe if I wasn't pretty, maybe, but I'm way too pretty to just be in a church. <laughs> and um, so, so a name, if somebody named you for them, it's a lot different if they name you for you. And my mom named me for her. And, and that, that energy was, um, it's, 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 it's very, very strong. So I had, I had to let that go as well. And the reason why I chose Taki is just, that's like the sound, uh, the clearest sound that I heard in war all the time. Mm. Right. Right. It's just, and um and and i chose taki a long time ago and and i and at first it was because of the sound and then but it was t dot a dot k dot i dot so it was times as king immortal and then and then when i went on google and i said oh let me just see what that means and taki is actually a female um goddess in Japan or or I'm one of the comics and I said oh well that's perfect and then Taki in um, uh, like in another Asian uh, language it means thank me so so whenever you say Taki you're saying thank me so when you say my name you are thanking yourself and it just it just fit perfectly and so I so so when people say what's your name I smile now because I got to name myself so if when people say what's your name and you say it it's like is it yours or is it somebody else who gave that to you on that note I wonder so you got to America then after the war was over how did you get here <laughs> <laughs> no idea <laughs> um so so i was in the war for three years and it took us three years to um get out because i don't i try not to say escape um and so we went to the next country over which was the ivory coast and then i, I spent a year there and then after that, we contacted our parents in the States and they flew us from the Ivory Coast to, sorry, I just burped. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, to Rhode Island first class. 
and it was it was um as I was getting on the plane, I was petrified because planes like all I knew about planes were whenever we saw them, we had to hide because yeah. you know there was dropping bombs or so it's like so so that so that was another um thing that my sister and I laughed about. It's like this is what's going to take us away. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, then yeah, I was on, um, and I flew to America, to Rhode Island, and I saw snow, and I, I ran back to the plane. I wanted to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place is horrible. <laughs> it's freezing. It's freezing. Uh, yeah, oh. like take me back to the war. <laughs> you know, I mean, on. On that, it's it's interesting because I think change in general. Um, I studied that in my master's program, and I I'm fascinated by change and how it affects people. And mm. I think the interesting part is even if it's a very unbearable situation, if it's what you're used to, mm. dropped into something completely different is it's overwhelming, right? Like I can't it, even imagine what that must have been like for you to go from, you know, you had said, I think during the event that you got so used to the, the sound of bullets and things happening in the evening that it was hard for you to fall asleep when it was silent. Right. And right. that's like, and that's understandable, you know? Yeah. What was the, the, the most, the most interesting thing when I got here? Cause, cause in, cause in war, it, it doesn't, we didn't call it becoming spiritual, but you, you, you got, you got really good at feeling out people because you had to, <laughs> it's like, right. you, uh, you needed to know in a split second, is that person is there to kill you or is that person there to love you? So, wow. so, cause in, in wars are two things, they would love you to death or they would kill you to death. Either way you're dying. So, so, um, but you, but you had to know right away. And so I got really good at, um, seeing people as as energies and and in war it was easier to point things out because everybody was honest we didn't have no room to just bullshit i'm sorry i don't think it's fine yet podcast no that's but, okay um, we didn't yeah <laughs> we didn't told to put headphones on oh <laughs> uh, okay okay <laughs> sorry like we didn't um we didn't have no room to just to to be halfway there was no time for that so when I when I came to the States, that was the hardest thing to get used to because everybody's in the middle. And so you know you have no idea who anybody is because everybody has this um uh this this these higher stages to to achieve. So I want people to see me as this, even though I'm here, or I want people to view me as this, even though I'm that. And I was just tired because 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 everything was just mixed up. Mm. And um, so, so that was the hardest thing I had to get used to. And then, and then the same thing in war, because I knew I would have to become what I saw in order to survive. I was like, no, I have to become like, <laughs> I have to become a human being to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the hardest part to adjust to because, yeah, it's just the honesty in, not in people, but in their energies, you know? Right. You've made it in LA. You, 
you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you made it in LA. And thank you. I accept that. I accept that. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I think what I would love to share with all the boss mamas out there is just one thing to remember when life feels like when we start to feel kind of overwhelmed or, you know, as moms, we start to compare or we're like trying to have the fanciest house or whatever. And like, what does it all mean? And what is it all for? And how, like, how would you say to get grounded? And what is something like one tip that you would say, you know, after experiencing everything you've done or you have been through? Mm. I would, I would say, um, cause there's this race. Okay. So you, you just said it, like the nicest car, the biggest house and more and more and more and more. Okay. I would say all that is perfectly okay because, uh, there's no lack of anything in this universe. So if, um, if you want to make $5 trillion and keep all of it yourself, I think that's perfectly fine because that doesn't stop anybody else from making $5 trillion and giving it all away. So, so, so what I learned in war and what I saw was there's no, well, okay. Right and wrong. I'm sorry. Let's, let's rewind. Good and evil is not right and wrong. Mm. So, so here we, we, uh, we have universally, um, I think it's very dangerous. We have universally accepted that good is right and evil is wrong. So, but in war, everything is energy. The universe views things as energy. So good and evil, it's all relative because as humans, we switch all the time. So the universe is not going to go by what we, we say is facts. Okay, because like 500 years ago, or a hundred years ago, what we consider good, now we consider evil. You, you, you know how that works, right? Yep. So like, we don't really know. So, so the universe don't go about what we think, it's about how we feel. So in war, I've seen someone uh, killing, and I've seen someone trying to survive. Now the energy always went to the person who was killing, because most of the time the person who was killing was having a good time. The person who was struggling to survive was, not so yeah. so the universe always give the energy to who's dancing yeah so so there's this thing in this you know like all the people we consider evil that achieve great things the the universe don't doesn't judge right so that so hitler the energy went to hitler right so um so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, if you're doing something because it's good, do it because it makes you dance and you're just inviting people to dance with you. Don't point out what others are doing or are bad. Right. So, so for example, Girl God, there's a lot of things that it does. Um, I mean, the fashion industry is the number two um, in the world as far as pollution goes. Yes. And, and what Girl God does is, is, is 100% slow fashion and the, the message of Girl God is actually the gift, not the garments, but you know, you, know, you just have to, you have to give, you have to give them what they want to, but I think the message is more valuable. But I never 
I never talk bad about any other high-end fashion brands, even if they're using child labor, if they're blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what they're doing. We just have to compete. The people who are playing the game are good. We just have to compete at the highest level. Like, we have to get that energy back. So the light is back on us. I think that's really good advice for mamas. And I think we need to to really think about that every day. And as we do that, we also shape our children. And it's such it makes such a rippling effect. So, you know, the thing about choices is real. Um, so I'm really grateful for your stories and for your experiences and just being with me today and all of our audience. And, um, you know, I really want to encourage people to check out your line, your clothing line. These jackets are just so beautiful. And the, like you said, the, the thought that goes behind it and just everything that is really gorgeous. Um, they're like military inspired, right? Yes. Um, so I buy these crowns from um, veterans that have been in active combat. So, so all those jackets have been in actual war. And um, I redesign it to connect all of us to make our individual wars beautiful. So everything that's on those jackets, it's, um, it's just done by my hands. Like all the artwork, it's all hand. And um, actually... That's the language that I developed when I was six years old in war because we used to paint. Um, at first, I was afraid of blood, so my the gods that were around me thought it was a good idea to drag a dead body next to me and for me to paint. <laughs> then I was wow. never afraid of blood again. Yeah, so it's like... Um, so so that's why on, on the jackets, on every single collar is red. So, so everything on, on that jacket just it's um it's uh, it's a story that I went through through my war as a as a child soldier. Love what you stand for, and I think that it's phenomenal how you're using your experiences and and the war that you experienced to to touch so many people. Mm. Well, I'm just super blessed to have been a part of this story myself so I'm in awe as everybody else is as well I owe it all to them so thank you and so thank you lady boss mamas for listening in today and I really hope there was something that you took away that you know will make you a little richer in your life and um thankful, more grateful for the things that we are surrounded by and also to find something in your life that makes you dance so that we can release good energy into our families and into the world around us. Thank you so much for listening. We're on iTunes and all the other channels and please leave a comment and a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Taki. Okay. Bye everyone. Love you. Flying, cause I'm upside down oh. 
no need to drown, no. Cause you're my upside now. I thought I had to build a castle for you. Well, save the hassle, cause the castle is you. But my heart is excited to be here. But they all use it. Just promise to be there To love me More than You are willing to admit I'll be Boring If you dislike surprises I think you're More than Golden Tickets Praying for you